Hello, my rebels. Today, the podcast is from the streets of Davos, Switzerland, where I'm here with other rebels reporting on the World Economic Forum. You've got to see the video version, though, because it's so much more interesting. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe. It's only eight bucks a month. You get my show every weeknight. And frankly, we depend on that money because we do not take any corporate or government bailouts, unlike most media in Canada. That's rebelnewsplus.com. Here's today's podcast. Tonight, Rebel News journalists are on the ground here at Davos, Switzerland, for the annual meeting of the Secretive World Economic Forum. It's January 16th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. It's chilly here in the Alps of Switzerland, but I am not here on a skiing vacation, I can assure you. I'm here because the World Economic Forum chooses this town to have their secretive retreat every January. It was an anomaly during pandemic times. They skipped it, and then they had it in May of 2022 when it was actually sunny and warm. You might recall Rebel News sent six reporters then. Here are some of the highlights from May 2022. Is my favorite, featuring Avi Yamini. How do you justify the, how does the UN climate envoy justify the massive carbon footprint here today? To set this up, this fake city for a, a week event. How did, you, how did you get here? Did you I fly? Walked. You walked? Yeah. Did you come on a private jet? Of course not. No, so how do you justify this? Look at all of this. For one week event, the carbon footprint is huge. Don't you think that's a bit hypocritical? Um, drop it. No? Drop it. Look, there is uh, lots of progress being made, but look, I'm not doing a stand-up interview, okay? So, Why not? You're I walking that way anyways. I think people around the world, you know, this year they say regaining trust. I do, That's the whole purpose. I do lots of uh, media. Friendly media. How is the public meant to believe that the New York Times is here to actually ask the tough questions when you're here as an invited guest? How are people meant to rely on the mainstream media? We have... We if you wouldn't mind, we're just having That's, a, just if you could give us, you know, thank you. No, you don't want to explain to people why we should trust the mainstream media? No? Of course. We do a lot of work on the SDGs. Um, you know, we address things like skilling and climate change, internet access for everyone. And I happen to be an SDG advocate uh, myself for appointed by the UN Secretary General. And, and this year... Get you into your thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more question. Okay. One more question. Is, this year they're saying that this is about regaining trust. Why do you think so much of the world has lost trust in the WEF? Well, the first thing I would say is we live in a world where I think people question much more everything around them. And questioning can be a challenge, but you know, questioning, I think, is also an opportunity mostly to provide people with better information, more information, and that's one of the things that the World Economic Forum does. But that doesn't answer the, that doesn't answer the question why people mistrust, <laughs> and specifically Bill Gates. No. Oh, that was a good one, and we had other journalists. Well, this time I'm joining Avi, and we've got Callum Smiles from the United Kingdom, and even Calvin Robinson 
a star from the GB News Network in the UK. It's colder now. Now, not as cold as it was in Ottawa during the truckers' convoy, so I won't complain too much. But I think part of the scheme, part of the strategy for having the World Economic Forum gathering at this time of year in this place is to make it as hard to get to for outsiders as possible. The entire town's hotels are booked up by the World Economic Forum. So, for example, Rebel News is renting an Airbnb almost an hour away. You just simply can't get into the city. And although we've been walking down this strip downtown today, that will not be allowed tomorrow, as you'll need to have a World Economic Forum access pass, a digital ID card to get through. Of course, that's not given out just to anybody. You can buy your way in, and depending on the access, you need $400,000 or more. And all along the main strip, you can see people happily paying that or much more to showcase their company, their country, their scheme, their investment scam to the high and mighty, the billionaires and the oligarchs who gather here, and a tier underneath those billionaires and oligarchs, the politicians. At the very end of the street, one of the pop-up studios, remember, these are not here year-round. It's just for the week of Davos. They take it over like a movie set. They put up a facade of all the different companies who purport to be working for the World Economic Forum's mission of improving the state of the world. They're not doing that. They're here to improve the state of their company or the state of their political fortunes. For example, BlackRock, one of the world's largest asset managers with 10 or $20 trillion in management, is at the bottom of this road. They're involved in both ends of the Ukraine war. You got to salute them for their entrepreneurship. They're arms dealers. They're also planning to rebuild the rubble in the country. They'll make money either way, which may be one of the reasons why Larry Fink, their CEO, is on the board of directors of the World Economic Forum, along with Christia Freeland, Justin Trudeau's deputy prime minister. I don't know how someone can be loyal to the Canadian cabinet, loyal to the queen, but also loyal to a rival organization, rival in terms of global power, rival in terms of ideology or plans. What I don't quite get about the World Economic Forum is how they can purport to create foreign policy, domestic policy, tax policy, because they are not elected. They are not a legislature. They are a oligarchy, a kleptocracy. I don't know. You, There are dictators represented here who buy their way in. And the fact that mere elected officials like Christian Freeland are are at the same level as billionaires and both have a seat at the same table. Who gave Larry Fink of BlackRock the right to make policy for anyone, let alone for sovereign countries? The World Economic Forum, as you heard in my interview with James Lindsay last week, they have this phrase, global citizenship. But what does that mean? I know what it means to be the citizen of Switzerland or Canada or the United States. It gives you certain rights. You have the right to vote. You have the right to enter that country. That's what a passport says. But what is it? You have the right to select your leader. But what does it mean to be a global citizen? Who's your legislature? Where can you move around? What rights do you have against this global ruler? And who is the global ruler? Well, Klaus Schwab puts himself and his cronies forward as the people who would rule us all under global citizenship. I'm here all week with my friends. There's seven of us all together. We're crammed into an Airbnb an hour down the road. We came here economy class, airfare. 
we're not allowed to stay in the fancy hotels on the street. I don't think we can afford to anyways. And we're going to do citizen journalism that you can only get from independent companies like Rebel News. So all along this road, you see the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, you see CNBC, you see all these companies that purport to be journalists, but they are not here to ask questions. They are here to get in on the deals, to get their messaging straight, to harmonize with the rest of the media party. We are not welcome here. In fact, on our way in, we were pulled over by police at a check stop. Now, credit to the Swiss police. They have a very light touch, especially compared to Justin Trudeau, the bully. Here's my very brief interaction with a Swiss cop stopping us when we were coming into town. I like, you just do an audit. Uh, yeah. Put on inside. How are you today? Hello. How are you? No good. No good? Why not? It's no good. Why is it no good? But it's a free country, right? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Thank you. I can't stay mad at that cop. When I said Switzerland's a free country, he seemed to agree. Well, that's my intro, but I'm going to leave you with a walk and talk with me and my friend, Obvious. We walked up the strip, observing and commenting on things we saw in the snow, in the cold. That's the Ezra Levant show today, but over the days ahead, we'll try and buttonhole the VIPs as they walk down the street, at least the parts where we're allowed to go. We'll also talk about thematic things, like the difference between the high life here at Davos, the private jets, the luxury hotels, the steak and champagne, versus the low-carbon lifestyle they demand you and I live. You eat bucks, bugs, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. We'll talk about other themes, and of course, we'll interview interesting guests, whether that's people who are attending here or I'd like to hear what Avi and Callum Smiles and Calvin Robinson and our friend Andrew Lawton is in town from True North as well. So I'll say goodbye to you now and enjoy my walk and talk with my friend Avi Amini as he takes me down the streets that he knew in May when he covered WEF reports for us then. And let me leave you with that. Every video, every report we do in Davos will be posted online at wefreports.com. You can see all our videos there. And if you're moved by our independent journalism, you can even chip in a few bucks to pay our bills because we do not get money from any of the fancy pants around here. All right, here's me and Avi. You know, Avi, there's a handful of environmental activists over there. And over there is the office of BlackRock, one of the largest investment funds in the world, what, 10 or $20 trillion in assets under management. They are just as extreme in their environmental uh, and climate action as these folks here. I don't even understand how they could be protesting when the World Economic Forum grand poobahs are just as committed to socialism, cultural Marxism, environmental extremism, depopulation as they are. I, I don't know who they're protesting against because the World Economic Forum is these same guys just with a little more money. What is funny, when, when, when I did speak to them, their problem that they explained to me, they explained to me exactly what you're talking about. Their, their problem is that they say that WEF is like 
his wording was uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. They basically say the things that they agree you should eat bugs, but they don't practice what, 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 uh, what they preach, which, no, nobody, which I kind of agree. But none of these people are practicing what they preach either. Every single one of them got here using fossil fuels. Every single one of them is wearing some sort of polymer or plastic yeah. coat. Like it's bloody cold out and it's getting colder this week. They're all, they're the young hypocrites league who will grow up to be the directors of the big hypocrites league. I don't know. They were chanting against capitalism. I don't think there's a lot of pure free market people in the World Economic Forum. They're, they're sort of, you know, when you have the merger of big government and big business, that's called fascism. That's not called the free market. The World Economic Forum are actually not really capitalists. They're public-private partnerships, which is code for a kind of fascism. By the way, I like the cops here. They're very yeah, they're light very touch. Nice. Very light touch compared to Canada, <laughs> where they had where they had fairly. They're very brutal. nice, but they're camera shy. That's right. They're camera shy. It was crazy. They they covering their faces. Yeah, they, 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 they literally like. It, it's, what is that? I've never seen that in the world anywhere. You like, know what? The, cops, I, cops don't care. Yeah, I, I like how shy the I like a police force that's shy. Look at this delicious. You, you know, you you know when you're in Central Europe, when you've got delicious meat and cheese like this, eh? Well, maybe those uh, World Economic Forum guys know what they're doing, having their getaway. You speak here. English? No. Do you sell bugs? No. No insectin. No. No, no insect. No. Only beef Only and meat. cheese. It's made. It's good. Meat and cheese. <laughs> well, we'll have to come back here later. It this looks good. Look at the olives. Looks great. Thank you. I, I promise you one thing. You won't find bugs here. Oh, that's right. No. You know, Switzerland's interesting. You got one part German, one part French, one part Italian. You get, oh, look at this. This looks look like someone this. important. You got a... An escort. An escort. I wonder who that is. I wonder if that's... VIP oh, nah. shuttle, oh. the Audi VIP shuttle, and the Galanwagen, yeah. and there was a black Mercedes. Maybe that's the BlackRock vehicle. Yeah, probably. maybe that's Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock. He's got his little entourage. I don't know why you would need that here in Davos. It looks like there's some more. I think those are cop cars, right? Either that or taxis. I can't tell. No, that's police. What was I? And another Mercedes. I think these are the Black Rock boys coming through. Black Rock boys coming through with their escort. Who who do they need the police to protect them from? Exactly. It's 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 insane because you walk down here, this they they're shocked when they're confronted by journalists. Like who are the police protecting them from? Yeah. You know, it's a lovely little town. It's a little bit hard to get to. It reminds me of going from Calgary to Banff, going from Zurich to Davos, except for it's a little further and the road's a little harder to do. Here's some more seriously armed cops. And it says police, but that's your drab green camouflage. These are the serious blokes. And this is a new vehicle. This wasn't here last time I was here. This, this vehicle here, which has the... That looks the, like an anti-riot screen maybe. in case people are throwing things at... At the vehicle, I think that's what that's for. For absolutely, yeah. but it makes you wonder what, what what intel did they get? Or... Are you guys still filming us, all right? Why I ask why? 
Yeah, that's why. It's part of the news, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. But we don't like our faces in the news or the world. Okay. okay. So I respect that. We'll blow your face. I promise we'll blow your yeah, face. It's a promise. Okay. It's a promise. I promise we, we will. We do our jobs. We have families at home. We don't need us. I respect right? that. We'll blow your face. Thank you for that. Fair deal. He says he doesn't want his face all over the world. We'll blur his face. He's not a he's not a personal story, but the police is a story. When you've got reports that 5,000 police and military have been authorized, that's news. You know what I like? I like that the cops here are asking, please don't show my face. Please don't, you know, film us. I like a deferential cop. Yeah, it is. It's And look, they, they do try to tell you at first. They order you to, to do it. And, and then... And then they go to, but it's it's so interesting. What why I would I would have liked to engage him a bit more as to what are they so upset like. And, and and the other interesting thing that I noticed is that this time they're not wearing those WEF police badges that they were wearing last time. I remember last time you saw that that they had that. Like badge. Every single one of them had it, and there was a big controversy, and it was fact checked because the fact checkers found there was no WEF police even though they were all wearing the badges. Right. When I spoke to the. The cops that I had to, you know, secretly film because they wouldn't talk to you straight up. Right. Um, and they were saying, oh, it was just the badge that we were sold. And if anyone who's ever served, it, that does happen when you serve. It's like a so team spirit. It's like a, a memento. A memento. But, but they Souvenir. all had to buy it oh, and they, they had all to had it, to right? wear it. So it, it makes you question. You've got this police force that seem like they don't want anyone to know that they're here, as at least as individual yeah. cops, yeah. that were forced to wear these badges. Yeah. So there is this... There's a really uh, incestuous relationship between the WEF and the authorities here and right. everything here, anything right. here. You've got hundreds of police in town and around town. I mean, reports say there, there could be up to 5,000. Obviously, they're not all locals from Davos or the neighboring towns. So you've got cops who have been summoned here, assigned here. Now, maybe they're making a little overtime. Maybe they find it interesting. But I think that Swiss cops are more respectful of their Absolutely. citizens. I mean, listen, Switzerland is well known for being very democratic. They have lots of citizen referendums. It, it really is a free country. You're, they have strong firearms, property rights. It's a country that respects citizens. So it's not surprising to me that the cops here, when you give them a little bit of pushback, which we've done a couple times today, you give the cops a little pushback instead of them growling at you and threatening to arrest you, which has happened to you in particular. They sort of, I'm not going to say plead with you, but they say, hey, now look at this. Let's stop here for a second. Indonesia, oh, this, this will go by. Just yeah, I, spoke, I, I, I met one of the guys from here um, today at lunch. The Indonesia Pavilion, Malaysia House. So this is... I'm going to compare this to a movie set or even a Disneyland. It's like a street on Disneyland, but the stars of Disneyland are, you know, the characters, Mickey Mouse, uh, you know, maybe some of the movies. This, this is a Disneyland, too. It's a fake facade, like a movie set, where for a week a year, companies, interest groups, and even some countries drop millions of dollars to have their stretch along the main stroll here. Yeah, and, and, um, and uh, let's look there right next door to Ukraine. That's right. Look at that. Ukraine House Davos. Ukraine is you. Let's go over there. 
I guess we know where some of that foreign aid money is going. Look at that, eh? Walking through liberated Kherson. Office of the President of Ukraine, Pinchuk Art Center, Victor Pinchuk Foundation. Is there a room or is it just that window? It'll be open. It'll open up tomorrow. Last time they had, they had that corner. So it looks like they're still setting it up. Yeah, they're setting up. This is the day before it's open. So it looks like they're going to have like a, a, a museum style display. I think the Russians call it propaganda. Project Ukraine is you, Ukraine House Davos. So it's quite a large, quite a large area. Can we come in? Can we come in? Can we come? Oh, it's closed. Oh, I thought I saw the sign was open. Are you open tomorrow? Are you open tomorrow? You can come on Wednesday. Come on Wednesday. Okay, see you Wednesday. Thank you. Looks like maybe they're still building it. They're they're building it. Right. They're, but it's sustainably built. You can tell right. everything they're doing here is conscious of the planet right. and our foreign aid. But this is what he's. And this time it looks like a. It actually looks like a smaller setup than last year. Last year it was all Ukraine. Looks like they are giving a tour to another media group in there. Mm. That must be the friendly media. Or maybe it's some sort of uh, PR. Yeah, for them. Yeah, it could be. All right. Well, we'll, we'll keep it going. On Wednesday, she said. I've got to tell you, Ezra, this is the first time I've been in snow in my life. Really? It's not as great as they say. Well, it's chilly. It's cold. So this would be like if the main street in Banff, Alberta, or in Aspen, Colorado, were totally bought out, if every single hotel room in Banff were bought out, if huge corporations put up pop-up offices and uh, 10,000 oligarchs, billionaires, mooches, hangers-on, B-list celebrities, schemers and scammers came to town. Um, except for Klaus Schwab is sort of, it, he's quite a character, isn't he? I think he, he really looks like a good character for a villain in a in a movie. He absolutely does. DP world. I don't even dare ask what that's meant <laughs> for. <laughs> Manchester United. So a football team is here to promote themselves. I, I don't know. Maybe they're selling seasons tickets. You got to be a billionaire to buy seasons tickets on some of these clubs. Look, some of these places that are here, like I, I kind of don't blame them. They're t it's an opportunity that they're yeah. taking advantage of. There's, you know, you got these cryptocurrency up, up here somewhere that, and and some of the guys there are pretty anti the WEF. I've spoken to them last. Well, time. and there's also the the scammers. I think Sam Bankman-Fried from FTX was uh, attended Davos. Uh, of course, past. but he he didn't set up shop out here. No. He was given a, a, a red carpet entrance to the inside of the event where we're not good enough to be. 
there's a lot of hotels, like for example, here's Hotel Europe. There's the Belvedere up ahead. They're beautiful hotels, completely booked up. Like, look at this here. This is a list of the blockchain companies here at Davos. I, I guess they're a little too embarrassed to have FTX on them, on there anymore. But it's, you know, if you think about it, everything here, almost everything here, wasn't what it, what it's displaying now a week ago. There's even, there's even pubs that you'll see up ahead. I think the Polish house was clearly a pub until last week. Some of the places that are taking advantage of it, like a country or a state, or yeah. like they're seeing the opportunity that you've got a bunch of crooks in town, there's potential to make money. That's right. Red carpet, velvet rope, the blockchain hub. Yeah. Nothing says fancy like the blockchain hub. Now, Axios, I don't know if you're familiar with Axios. It's a fairly new media company, a news media company. When Axios is here with a big place like that on the main promenade, they're not here to ask critical or questions. They're not here to scrutinize or to do accountability. They're here to make sure they're riveted to the billionaires and the oligarchs, the movers and shakers, make sure they get the inside track, make sure they harmonize their messaging with Alex Soros and Bill Gates. So whenever I see a, a media company boasting that they're an insider here, I know you can't trust them because they're really bought and paid for. There's more India stuff. You know what? Oh, India, India literally, India seems to have the biggest hold on, on WEF, at least within the, the strip here. Well, and last time I met the, 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 the um, one of the senior ministers who was happy about it. Well, they're trying to get the World Economic Forum to care about India, not just China. Yeah. Klaus Schwab is obsessed with China. China is a strategic, military, economic and political rival of India. Maybe India thinks they can buy the love of these oligarchs. But I don't know, Klaus Schwab is pretty deep into Communist Party of China. And it's interesting because China doesn't seem to have anything on, on this uh, out here. So it's almost like they know that they're in. They don't need to. That whole hotel there, Maharashtra, I think that's the name of a state in India, if I'm not mistaken. No. Tamil Nadu, that's another part of India. Amazon. No one did better during the lockdowns than Amazon.com. They managed to build the fear into their business plan to shut down bricks and mortar mom and pop shops around the world. But that didn't matter if Amazon was there. They loved it. Did Everyone you, did you get that with him saying that with the Amazon behind him? Yeah. Then everyone here managed to, just like there's war profiteers here, there are pandemic profiteers here. Look who's across the right. Great point, Zoom. No one did better. No one. No one had even heard of Zoom three years ago. 
And then, when you were banned from meeting, from gathering, from traveling, and I'm not even blaming Zoom, they were a company that happened to do well. I don't think they were particularly strong lobbyists. Amazon, by contrast, owns the Washington Post. It's Jeff Bezos, he has probably more lobbyists in Washington than anyone else except for Facebook. Amazon worked hard to really, really wring everything out of the pandemic. Zoom, I think, was just an accidental beneficiary. But it's interesting that they're across from each other when both were such um, successful beneficiaries of the pandemic. The Equality, Equality Lounge. That was the one we went to, thinking it would be juicy in there. But they were, they were, they were okay. We went in there thinking, you know, we actually sent Sav, who, who had come with yeah. us last time, and to engage with them on the kinds of things that you'd imagine they'd be advocating for and pushing, but they, 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 weren't, they weren't your most radical nutcase. But the, I think it's a Saudi... Um, Saudi mosque there? No, I think it's a Saudi setup, and I, I went in there to ask him about Israel. I don't know. I thought, why not? Let's stir the pot. And uh, they, they kicked me out. But I think this time I'm going to go in secretly, you know, not, not with a camera. And they, they see the camera, they don't like it. And because and, um, what's the other? What's the. Uh, oh, no, it's, uh, yeah, Mohammed bin Salman. Foundation, you, you want to ask them about journalists. Oh. And, and you often see journalists in there, like right. just taking the free food and the free coffee and the very. And you think, weren't you guys advocating that, weren't you guys protesting against this guy? But, uh, I'll try not to get noticed too much by them because I want to go in there once it opens. But you can see it's very dead today. Yeah. Dead. Well, that's the same place that the Wall Street Journal and Dow Jones had. Yep, last the previous time. A, a lot of the spots here. It almost seems like they they held it because it was only eight months. Yeah, they took a place over. This is a magnificent looking hotel. I think it's called the Belvedere. It is. I, yeah. I don't. I've never been inside it, but obviously, but from the outside, it looks like it's a great classic. I think your friend was staying there, My Mark. Uh, who, who did I interview from Canada? The Canadian. The um, who's going to become the Prime Minister of Canada? He was the Bank of. He was there. Oh, Mark Carney. Mark Carney. So that happened right. That that video was here on a, walking up there, and he walked oh. up the ramp into the Belvedere. Well, of course, Mark Carney would stay nowhere less than the <laughs> Belvedere. He's earned it. Probably two thousand dollars a night, but of course. he'll bill it to someone, some taxpayer group. This is, they didn't have last time, there's a um, World Economic Forum Museum. Ah. I wonder if that's where they celebrate all their wins, all the cabinets that they've penetrated. That's right. Maybe we'd learn a little bit more. Maybe we'd learn a little bit more about Klaus Schwab yeah. and his history. It's cold, slushy and sludgy for yeah. the mere citizens on the street and the unaccredited media, but for the fancy pants insiders, it's luxury Mercedes up and down this road and private red carpet access. I mean, I'm not against wealth, I'm not against privacy, but these people seek to rule us. 
without including us. They seek to tell us but not listen to us. And when your whole message is change now so our climate doesn't, so you are, I didn't have to yeah. look far yeah. to find a message that they're not practicing themselves at all. I think it's a Korean arms dealer. Let me see. Please tell me it is. The Hanwha Group is a large business conglomerate from South Korea. Diversified holdings stretching from explosives uh, to retail and um, financial services. They really are a weapons company, business area. Do you think we should be more worried about climate change or what they're selling? Aerospace. Satellites. Yeah, I think, I think they're an arms dealer. You know, I just did a very quick Google check, but the arms dealer, the leading arms manufacturer of South Korea has a message for you. Change now so our climate doesn't. I'm just glad they didn't end that with an or else. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think we're in, we're in Davos. I think the or else is implied. That's right. That booth that says stay warm and then that says hot chocolate. I'm guessing that when they're done setting up, that'll be like a heater and that'll have free hot chocolate. It looks like they've got like a hot chocolate bar. Well, I am very interested in that. I wonder if they're open now. Looks like they're still preparing. Yeah. Uh, look, who, look who they've got on the screen. Look, it's it's their lead Nash, star this year. Yeah, Naz Daly is who they're... He's back. So I'll, he will he will most certainly be walking up down and down oh, yeah. here. Um, yeah. We might have to ask him that final question about FTX. Right. Because he did say that I was the biggest threat to my viewers. Wow. I've never convinced thousands of people to invest into a scam. The New York Times. Of course, the New York Times is here. This really is if the editorial pages of the New York Times could take human form. It would be the World Economic Forum. They're not here to scrutinize or to criticize. They're here to assimilate, to harmonize, to make sure they don't lose any deals or angles. I mean, remember, the New York Times is owned by Carlos Slim, Mexico's richest man. He's not interested in journalism for its own sake. He's interested in the power and connections and influence it gets him by owning the New York Times. That's the microcosm. That's the template for every single person here. What can they get out of it? How can they muster power for wealth and influence? CNBC. There's CNBC. Part of NBC. They're not here to ask questions. They're here to lob softballs to the, they've got a studio here I bet where someone gives a speech to Davos and then they come here to give a two minute version of it 
It's a PR firm. CNBC is here not to do journalism, let alone accountability journalism or investigative journalism. They're here to do press releases. They're here to massage power, not challenge it. This is it. This is the entrance. This tomorrow we will not be good enough to pass this point. So where we're walking, you're saying there will be a, a gate here and they'll, have to, they'll check your ID to go through? Yeah, this now? will be shut down. There'll be um, police on either side. It'll be only if you have one of the... And that's where you'll get access to the, that's the main hall. conference. Yeah, that's, that's the, the conference. big... Got it. And there's another hotel here. You'll see this. Everything beyond this point, you've got to have access to get into, even the hotel. So to get a room in the hotel in here... But I think even the, the, the hotel there, you, you, it's all, the WEF has full control. Live TV positions, CS, CNBC, CNN, Eurovision, Fox Business News, and Swiss TV. There's a media village, isn't that interesting? I think it has the, the pretense of being a media village, but it's, like I say, it's a PR village. I can there understand, you go. I can. CNBC. Look at that. Yeah. Hold on. I, I see Fox Business down there. And it makes sense because Fox Business, again, you've got all these billionaires and oligarchs who are going to be here. If you can get five minutes with Alex Soros, if you can get five minutes with Bill Gates, that's great from a business news point of view. But it's Fox Business. It's not Fox News. Because the Bill Gates of the world, the Alex Soros of the world, would never answer questions about political accountability. They just want to talk about their, their new deal. It's, it's interesting because when you look at it, it's Fox Business News and CNN. Right. It's not, does CNN have the, right. a business channel? I don't, I don't think so. Saudi at Davos. The Saudis have... This is within the protected quarters now. So this is... We can't have access to this tomorrow, but this, the Saudis have access. Rebel News doesn't, but the Saudis do. Right next door to Microsoft. <laughs> it's a very large. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a mile long. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's quite that long. But uh, I can only imagine how much money it costs just for one week to be set up here. But, Ezra... Credit where credit is due. These people practice what they preach. Even their fire hoses are in the color of Ukraine. Actually, in fact, their logos are. <laughs> I just realized it's their logo. Well, that's our show for today. From Davos, Switzerland, where it is bloody cold, to you at home around the world. Good night and keep fighting for freedom. <laughs>